Hi and welcome to Leitrim Daily. My name is Brefney Early and you are listening to A Current Affair here on the podcast. Now today we have split the show in two. For the second half of the show, we're going to be talking to James McDowell and to Helena McGovern, who was the winner of our competition to win three months of personal training and gym membership back in August. And we're going to find out how she got on over the last three months with James in train again in the Mulvey Centre in Carrick and Shannon. But before that, we're going to talk about a bit more about current affairs, what the show is actually here for. And I'm delighted to say I'm joined by two guests for the next 15 minutes or so, Tracy Ferguson and Michael Morn, who are staff with the PPN in the County Council. Welcome to the show. Hello, Brefney. How Thank are you? Me. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having no us, No problem at all. I'm delighted to be here. Well, I'm delighted to have you. So let's talk about the PPN and what exactly is the PPN? Okay, so my first job now is to correct you a tiny little bit. The PPN is the Public Participation Network and we work with Leitrim Public Participation Network and while we sit in a, a desk at the council, we're, it, the organisation is independent of Leitrim County Council, supported by the department and the council, but independent. So the idea of it is, uh, it does what it says on the TIN, Public Participation Network. It's really an umbrella group for the community sector in Leitrim. So uh, if you're a member of a Girl Guides or a GAA or a social inclusion group, women's group, men's shed, whatever, that you would be a member of the public participation network at no cost. And uh, that uh, brings uh, people's voices from the community sectors to tables where decisions are made. So Leitrim Public Participation Network has representation on certain committees and boards. Some of them council, most many of them council, but there are other uh, boards as well that seek community representation in this way. And uh, the representative then, the idea is that there's a feedback loop. The representative brings the concerns of the community sector to the table and equally uh, issues that are discussed at the table are brought back through the PPN network um, to see if anybody has any comment, anything to say on that matter. And it's supposed to feed into the decision-making process at local and at national level. We're linked nationally because each local authority area has a PPN. I'm going to try and explain that back to you just to make okay. sure I have it right and yeah. the listeners will understand it. So effectively, all of the community groups in the county come together mm -hmm. and the heads of each of those form a pool of people who then are selected to represent on different boards and, and agencies around the county? Yeah, I suppose it doesn't have to be the head. Every, every community group, in the case of looking for a representative, every community group would have the right to one nomination or one vote, depending on the representation that's required. I suppose it, 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 it sounds more complicated than it is, but when you're in a community group, when you join the PPN, when you join the Public Participation Network, you're either a group that's community involuntary or your concern might be social inclusion and if you have an environmental bent and you're sanctioned by the Irish Environmental Network you become part of the environmental pillar so in that way you have votes on different things depending on which where your group is placed but also other committees will come to you and say we'd like two people each from the municipal district of Carrick and Shannon, Ballinamore or Manor Hamilton. So depending on where your group is you might also be in that way. So the main person 
nominated from each group has the voting right. But not necessarily the person. No, it doesn't have to be that. You can nominate any person that you think is good and has experience in that way to sit on that committee. Now, also in terms of events and stuff that you are very active on social media, promoting events all over the county, it's it's a godsend for us when we're looking at what's happening over the next couple of weeks. Uh, Michael, I know you're very good at that. In terms, <laughs> uh, in terms of, I suppose, the public face of this as well, the Love Where You Live Awards, you would have been in driving that, really. Yeah, and that's a, that's a collaborative project with the council coming out of what was Flora Pride and Leitrim PPN before I was even involved. Uh, they joined up forces on that to, to, to so the PPN, Leitrim PPN sponsors the community side of that with four categories and Leitrim County Council takes care of the other side of things with the flowers and the environmental um, incentives and, and, and goodwill and uh, that has proved to be a great success from, from our side of the house and, and indeed Leitrim County Council as well, they do the same. But when we get an entry, every, every, we visit every group that enters. So it's not a case like other counties shortlist or they just do it all on paper. We actually go out and meet every group and that's been fantastic. It's been fantastic for me as a resource worker, but it's been really good for the groups as well because we try and bring a judge who from another county who has understanding in the area and by that there's been a real to and fro in terms of Uh, getting good practice from other counties because the judges know in their own county what has worked or what could work but also in creating a sort of inter-county network and also them telling their people, bringing that back to their county saying oh there's this group in Leitrim and they're doing this and it's been fantastic in that way um, unfortunately, you can only have one winner in every municipal district in each category, but but it, it's been a very rewarding experience, I hope, for the groups as well. But I suppose the fact that you get out and about and meet these people mm. on their own home turf, people seem to respond well to that. I know it's been one of the big things that we've done here. It's wonderful to be able to see someone in their own space for them to have an opportunity to show you how proud they are of what they've achieved or what they're trying to achieve. And and just, it's very humbling at times to see the work that people do with no money, uh, very little support and just sheer determination of will. Um, it, it, there, are, there are occasions when the hair literally stands up on the back of your neck going out meeting the groups. It's because they literally love where they live. Yep. Can I just say briefly, I, I only joined PPN as sport worker in June and one of the first things I was involved in was love where you live. It was actually incredible to go out and watch the groups and meet them and see the work that's been done on the ground by volunteers. You know, it was fabulous. And we will be looking for entries again in 2020. Absolutely. So when do entries open for that? Is it a summer thing? It, no, the entries open generally before Easter because um, we try and get the... Because there's schools involved in some of the categories, they have to come in before the Easter holidays. And then judging generally takes place over June and July and August. Unfortunately, that's the only, I suppose, the thing that you'd be sort of sad about. Um, because you have to get a judge, you can only have them for a day or so. Unfortunately, it usually has to be during the day and on a weekday. And that's the only difficulty. And people have been incredibly generous about taking a morning off work or an afternoon and meeting us and showing off their space and, and, and what they do. So that's appreciated because at all times, you know, we're very mindful of the fact that we're working with volunteers, you know, people who give up their own time to do what they're doing and for the love of their communities. 
Tell us a bit more about what the PPN does behind the scenes, the, the nuts and bolts of how it works and, and what kind of projects you work on that maybe mightn't be as high profile as the Love Where You Live Award. Okay, so I suppose there are three projects that come to mind immediately in terms of, and this is how Leitrim PPN has progressed, because I think what's really important and is at the core of all of this is, is it that the members have the say and and to tell us and direct us in in what the work of the PPN is. And that's the same across the country. So uh, there were three things, I suppose, that came up in Leitrim. Uh, One is forestry. So from having a representative at a strategic policy committee, forgive me if I go into acronyms at any point because we're so used to dealing with them, but this uh, it came up at the strategic policy committee that forestry, the forestry policy for Leitrim was going to be reviewed. The representative, Scott Coombs, realised that this was something that members would want to have a say on. A, con- a consultation was drafted. It ran, I think, from November to April um, at times very well the, the, the momentum ebbed and flowed uh, by the end of the consultation we had over 150 submissions and um, I think probably people were maybe a bit nervous about it it was the first consultation that Leitrim PPN had gone out and done in that way and in fact the responses came back very measured um, responses came back as you might imagine, um, sort of saying, well, look, do we have enough Sitka spruce? But they also valued the economic uh, value of of forestry to the county. And and that review is available on leitrimppn.ie. But I think what's important about it is that as a result of the consultation, it was submitted and will be considered. It's not that it will be the only thing that will be considered in terms of reviewing forestry policy for Leitrim, but it will be considered and there were a number of objectives uh, for which a motion was passed that a response would be given to those objectives as to yes they can be achieved or no they cannot be achieved and the reasons why yes or no. So that's one thing. Um, A a different thing but nevertheless important is that uh, people are having difficulty getting single-dwelling planning permission because of the soil percolation in Leitrim wastewater treatment. So uh, at a general meeting, this was raised. uh, The the general meeting ratified that we would look further into it. Uh, Meetings were set up with Sligo IT, and a a research project was uh, instigated from Leitrim PPN with Sligo IT and in collaboration with Leitrim County Council to have a look at the code of practice, the policies that are in place, uh, other solutions, technological solutions. Now that's a slow burner, so the first phase of that has been done. Obviously other um, influences uh, impact on that. For example, the code of practice is in kind of draft form at the moment and hasn't been ratified one way or the other. It's not clear whether there are going to be changes. But so, so that's a project that's sort of ongoing. Uh, and I'm going to mention the third one and then get to a very important point. On a very practical level, uh, we were at a meeting in March of 2018 where uh, a member stood up, uh, a meeting of South Leitrim Community Network, and said uh, we'd been talking about ambulance uh, times and Leitrim PPN had issued letters to the ambulance service and TDs about ambulance times. But it was raised at that meeting. People have gone out and they've bought defibrillators. Nobody knows where they are. And again... It was a project that was started from a meeting. Let's map them. 
let's map them, let's map them and register them with the ambulance service so that they know where they are. That was done in collaboration with Leitrim Development Company. That was a very successful collaboration. Couldn't have done it on, on, our, on our own. Um, and there's an online map of that. There are now 90 uh, defibrillators, 95 I think, registered with the ambulance service. There was one when we started. And uh, that, project, that project is being replicated in four other counties, probably more across the country, and um, was recently shortlisted for an award. We didn't win it, but <laughs> nice to be shortlisted, whatever. But, that, but that's the point I was going to come to. Not alone do we work in isolation in Leitrim, but because all of the public participation networks are linked through the workers and through the secretariats and under the auspices of the department, our other projects, like forest, the Forestry Policy Review, like the wastewater treatment, other counties in Ireland have similar concerns and they are watching that as we would watch what they're doing in other counties to see can we, um, instead of reinventing the wheel, t tweak it, tailor it, bring it to Leitrim. So th I think that's really important. A good example of that is um, insurance for community groups has been a hot potato for a long time and it was coming up at workers meetings and uh, our colleagues in Sligo ran with it, created a survey, it was put out nationally amongst the 31 PPNs and we hit the headlines there I think in mid-September um, and the Department of Rural and Community Development are going to create a submission based on that uh, to bring it to higher level to say and these were the findings that community groups are really struggling to stay open due to insurance. Yeah, it's a huge, huge problem in rural Ireland. How are you finding uh, your first six months in the job, Michael? It's been absolutely fantastic, Bethany. It's a new experience to me. And I was just going to say part of my role is information gathering and circulation. We do the website, we do Facebook, we do Twitter. And I would actually appeal Don't to groups Instagram. and Instagram. Instagram well. And <laughs> I would ask groups to let us know what's going on, tell us and we'll tell everybody else. But it's been a fantastic experience so far. Excellent. Where can people find all of that? On the website, on the Instagram, where Facebook. All of are them are at Leitrim PPN. PPN. So it's and consistent across all of yeah, them, which yeah, makes it an awful lot easier to, to yeah. advertise and yeah. promote it. Yeah. Um, what is the future for PPN in, in Leitrim? Like, wh where can you see them really making an impact in terms of, like, like the insurance issue, the defibrillator issue? What are the next big issues that are coming up in the county that you're hearing from the community sector? Or, or can we... Can we talk about it yet? I think it, in terms of identifying exactly what comes next, I'm not sure I could do that because the most important thing is the engagement from the community groups. It's up to the community sector to identify. And, and, and I think what's difficult as well is that there's a, a, a real need, which people have shown they have, but there's a real need to be persistent so keep fighting on the insurance issue. Uh, keep the pressure on uh, for the things we want in relation to forestry policy or or the wastewater treatment. So so the 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 the, the process with PPNs is to raise the issues that you have. I'm not saying that the PPN can solve it or be the final solution for any difficulty that you have. But by raising it, it's on record and it's another point of pressure 
that might not be open to you. Um, but 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 it requires persistence. These things go slowly. Um, so um, but we've been we've been very pleased and and lucky with the progress that has been made to date. But what comes next is up to the communities. And talking about those communities, you have representation from groups all over the county, north, south, east, west, hmm. uh, sports clubs, community groups, community centres. If there's a group listening to this who maybe aren't affiliated or registered with yourselves. How do they go about doing that? Okay, there's two ways of registering. One is old-fashioned paper style. Uh, give us a call um, and we'll send you out the paper form or you can register online. It's a two-step process. What I would say to people about registering, and we've had a re-registration process just recently. In the registration process, you're asked for your contact details for the group for the group and I would say to people if you're giving an email try and make up an email get an email a gmail a pm whatever it is but get an email that's secretary of chairperson of rather than uh, joe blogs at because uh, in the re-registration process what we found was that we were contacting we only can take one email for a main contact and an alternative contact and that's the one we go to so uh, rather than having it a personal email have it with the role and then that way it passes on through through to the next person that takes over at the AGM provided the email address yeah the email address but we do post as well and we will phone um but that's very important to have a main contact and an alternative contact and the most important thing about the main contact is that they're the person in the group that will share the information we are very sparing our social media posts are regular but we're quite sparing with our newsletters and sending out emails for the simple reason is that nobody wants to be bombarded. Oh, there's that lunatic over in the Leitrim PPN sending me an email again. So I'm, I'm quite circumspect and have been, that's been the policy. Send out the newsletter once, maybe twice a month. And then if something's very urgent, a critical funding date has come up or something very urgent has come up or it's targeted at a sector, that's the only time you'll get an email or correspondence from us. So the main contact gets that, and it's very important that they're in the position to share that with the group or understand what to do with it. But the other time it's very important is for voting, because only the main contact or the alternative contact has the, the vote. There will only be one vote for each member group, and that became very apparent at the general meeting in uh, November, where people were quite surprised. You know, I, you know I'm involved with that group. I do, but you're not down as the main contact, and you've got to be strict with that when it comes to yeah, voting. Yeah, can only imagine that yeah, the fun yeah. you had with that, trying to convince <laughs> no, people. No, everybody was everybody was fine. <laughs> Well, listen, uh, we've run out of time, unfortunately, but it has been an absolute pleasure to come in and to, and to have a chat with you. And uh, the very best of luck for everything going forward. It sounds like there's uh, exciting times and lots of challenging times ahead for the PPN, which is good to hear. Uh, but thank you very much for coming in and having a chat with us. Thanks thank so much, you Pat. very much thank for you. having us, Brett. Thanks. It has been a while since we had a giveaway on the show but we did a massive giveaway back in the month of august and joining me now to talk about how that all panned out is james mcdowell of james mcdowell fitness personal trainer here in carrick and shannon in uh, training game out at the moldy center and our competition winner helena welcome to the show helena thank you welcome to the show james thanks now remind us a little bit about what we did in august what was our giveaway and what was our top prize which was phenomenal so the giveaway in august was 12 weeks of free personal training with myself and 12 weeks membership out in train again um which is at the mulvey center and really 
um, it was just going to be a good lead in towards Christmas and obviously we're getting towards that period so the 12 weeks is just finished up now. Now we had a phenomenal response. I think we had dozens of entries of people who wanted to win the prize. Obviously it's a fantastic prize. You picked Helena. Why did you pick Helena? I picked Helena because I felt that judging on her application it was going to make the most difference to her life and it was the results could make a a big change to maybe how she felt or how she felt about her body or things like that and you could just tell that she really wanted this and that she would be willing to put in the work necessary to get the results. Now it's important because obviously the process was people had to apply to to win the prize so they entered what part of the entry was to say why they wanted it and Helena's entry spoke volumes. Now you also, and it's important to talk about the effort and the work and the commitment to the process because you took on more than just Helena. Who else did you take on? I took on yourself, Brefney. And for six weeks it was going pretty good. And then just life got in the way and I pretty much opted out of it. Um, it was going reasonably well for me in terms of the gym work, but the diet was atrocious. I just didn't apply myself and I didn't get the results I wanted. That wasn't your fault. That was 100% on me. But the opposite happened with Helena. And so let's talk maybe, Helena, about your application and why you applied in the first place. Okay, well, I suppose I have four children. I had them in the space of five years, and the youngest was going to start in preschool. So it's the first time I've had three hours to myself in the morning, so I was going to do something. I didn't know what I was going to do, but this competition you know, opened up and I applied, never thinking I'd win it, but... I did, and it was probably the best thing I, I could have done, really. So you were picked, uh, and you came into the gym, and so what was your goal or your intention at the start? Um, well, honestly, after the first one was just to survive the next 12 weeks. <laughs> I yeah, thought I might would, die. Why would but... you take that three hours of freedom and replace it yeah, with this kind I of Yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of thought about that for the first week, <laughs> but I've, I've never come out of the gym feeling bad or wishing I hadn't done it or, or anything like that, but I suppose my goal was definitely to lose a bit of weight, feel fitter, stronger, just get back to myself, or, or you know, after you have children and that, I suppose you do put on a bit of weight, well, I did anyway, so it was just to get back to myself really let's talk about that first day in the gym because i think that's the hardest the thought of of opening the door walking through into an environment which particularly with training game because it's a kind of strength and conditioning gym and it's more kind of free weights based than say your traditional uh, leisure center gym might appear there's only really one or two treadmills there's no there's one bike it's, it's not exactly a like you'd imagine a gym is in the movies so you have to open that door and walk through into a room where there's a guy who looks just ripped and a girl who looks just amazing and you kind of walk in and if you're not quite there with your own self-esteem how difficult was that first day or did that bother you at all um i suppose didn't really ignorance is bliss i i I didn't really know much about fitness or or you know in terms of if i joined a gym before in college would have all been treadmills or cross trainers and that kind of thing so i suppose i didn't know that much about it but yeah, I suppose my idea of a personal trainer was that he was going to be making me run up or down or lift things or giving out to me, I suppose, if I couldn't do it, that kind of thing. Tick, but tick, tick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was totally the opposite. You know, the experience was totally the opposite. And I suppose I'm probably that bit older too, so you know, I'd be able to snuff myself or, or I wouldn't be that nervous, I suppose, just give it my all. And, and that was it, really. 
talk us through that first day in the gym from, from getting out of the car to getting back in the car what was your thought process the whole way through um, can you remember it like feels like a lifetime ago it feels like a lifetime ago yeah I suppose definitely probably a bit ner- nervous about going in but you know I suppose I was doing very little weights and that kind of thing going back to the car I probably had to sit in the car for five minutes before I could drive <laughs> The legs were shaking, and, and for the first week, they're just just sore, just sore all over. But James promised that that would go in a week, and it did, you know. And after that, it was kind of James did his thing, and, and you know he was just very good. It was slow and steady, I suppose. Just kept going. Just how far into the twelve weeks was it before you realised I'm really making progress here? Um, I think maybe after the first three weeks, or the first measurements, I think, you know, I, I was already down, but I know my food had improved a lot as well. You know, I wasn't going to put all that work into the gym and, and just go home and eat around me or, you know, my, eat my, at night. My wrist is already slapped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, because it, it was tough, you know, coming out uh, after the gym sessions. I just wasn't going to waste it, really, you know, eating rubbish. So, James, in terms of clients, how was Lena? amazing like um never shied away from anything always put in 100 percent effort and then a big part of it is and as you were saying earlier if you're doing two sessions a week with me that's only two hours in a week there's another maybe 170 odd hours in the week that you have to put in the effort in terms of food or getting your steps up or just maybe doing an extra gym session here or there and Helena has never faltered with that the whole 170 odd hours in the week was 100% and we keep a good track of our food and and it's been second to none eating lots of vegetables lots of protein drinking lots of water going for walks so that's that's really what it takes and she's she's reaping the rewards for that in terms of having, I'm thinking the listeners may be listening to this thinking, well, she had th- was three hours in the morning or she has four kids in the house. Was it a challenge with family at home or did they just join you in whatever was happening in your food differences that just progressed to their plates as well? Or did you find yourself looking, cooking food for yourself and then food that the kids would eat? Um, well, I suppose I have four, so two of them would be quite good at eating salads. Two of them... Not really, well, you know, they might eat tomatoes, but maybe not other things. But I suppose in terms, there's healthier food definitely in the house and, you know, better. There's probably no white bread anymore, things like that. But I suppose they go on walks with you as well. But um, definitely the three hours they were gone in the morning helped. But I work full time as well. So I suppose the gym is just an hour. Where did you find the time? <laughs> well, I suppose I haven't found the time for the last eight years, but... But now I have, day, you know, I, I do shift work, so you are off some mornings as well. So Was it a case of prioritisation of just saying, you know what, this is an opportunity, I'm going to take it and I'm going to make it number one priority? Or yeah, well, definitely. But, but then I suppose you can make up all the excuses you want, but literally it's an hour in the gym, you know, so it's, it's two hours a week that you have to go to the gym. I know you have to go and do your walks, but... You could do that kind of at any time or, you know, if you have three hours more and drop the kids to school and, and go for your walk, you know, and, and I'd be sitting thinking about it before, whereas, you know, I, I wouldn't go for the walk. I'd, I'd have myself talked out of it probably <laughs> and it'd be time to go back and collect the kids. So, yeah. In terms of the actual work that you did in the gym, 
talk us through kind of what a session would look like because you mentioned that it's not anymore about just lifting heavy things for the sake of it or on a treadmill what stuff were you doing um, well, James is probably the, the best person to talk to about that, but I suppose hollow holes, planks, like I, I never in my life would have thought I'd be able to do a plank, things like that, lifting weights, press-ups, kind of. Um, it's, it, James, in fairness, varies it every week as well, so it's not always the same, which is good. You, you kind of wonder what's coming next. And then the ropes and the prowler, oh, the that it's called. Yeah. <laughs> the ropes. Yeah, yeah. You kind of dread seeing them, but when they're done, they're done. It's kind of towards the end of the session, so you know it's going to be finished soon as well. <laughs> <laughs> but they work, you know, they do definitely work. Let's talk about results for a moment. We won't get into absolute figures because that's too personal, but in terms of going in here, did you have a goal? In your head, did you have a I want to be able to do this a little bit better or this a little bit freer or I want to lose a certain amount of weight or inches or how, what were your goals going in? Um, well, I suppose I have a wardrobe full of clothes that, yeah, I wanted to fit back into or else throw them out, I suppose, or, or give them away. But no, I suppose just to get fit, fitter and healthier, you know, for, for myself and just, yeah, just get back to what I was maybe before I had the children or not even just fitter. You know, really. Uh, a healthier version of yourself. Healthier version, yeah. In terms of how the 12 weeks went, let's talk numbers. So, James, obviously you do the measurements before you start, and you do measurements at the end. So 12 weeks finished, I believe, in the last hour or so. Yeah. And you're just fresh from the gym in the last session. So how did it go? Really, really good. Probably even better than I would have expected. Um, throughout the 12 weeks, Lena lost 14 kg, which is well over two stone and a big measurement that I love to like to look at is the waist measurement because if that's down a lot then you've lost quite a bit of fat and that would kind of discount the fact that maybe she might have gained a little bit of muscle so she was down a full six inches on her waist which I think Helena was saying earlier translates to about two dress sizes and at the end of the day the numbers are numbers yeah the numbers are, are kind of secondary to how you feel and we talk about that a little bit but that's still impressive like that's yeah. um 14 kg is what about 31 32 pounds it's mm. over two stone just so other people people listening will understand it in their own language but that's a considerable amount in in two, 12 weeks but at the same time it's really only two pounds a week so it's not an unhealthy rate to lose the weight at it's it's actually probably what people would recommend if you go to any of the, the weight loss clinics. They say, lose it slowly, a pound or two a week, keep it ticking off. That's exceptional. Congratulations. Thank, a little thank of us. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's amazing. Congratulations, Lynn. Great work. Yeah, thank you. How do you feel at the end of it? Um, well, definitely a lot happier, um, stronger. I suppose uh, definitely fitter, a hundred times more energy, which is probably the best the best result for me anyway especially when you have children now. yeah and work and, and all and just that it can be done I suppose you know a personal training probably would have been the last thing I would have thought of doing and definitely was the best thing I, I could have done really in yeah. terms of the wardrobe how's that looking now have you got back into the yes Black, Black Friday was, was a good day <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so I have yeah probably just have bought a whole whole new wardrobe instead of 
you know, putting on what I already have in the wardrobe, but I think that's most women, really. Does it feel like you've got two new wardrobes now, your old wardrobe back again, and then Probably. A, whole, a whole new splurge as well? Yeah, yeah, just just have to get out now to, to wear them, Breffney. That'll be probably my next <laughs> challenge. Yeah. We'll run a competition for a night out. So yeah, yeah. In terms of, in terms of the... Um, the, the work going forward where, where does this leave you now obviously your 12 weeks is up with with James and out in training game with Slabo what's the uh, the plan going forward uh, will you keep it up I'm going to keep it up yeah yeah I'm going to keep it up for the next 12 weeks and, and hopefully after that as well yeah I definitely need the discipline of James because James was away just for for two weeks on a holiday and I, I did go on my own but I just didn't push myself as much as, as James would. See, I think that's where I yeah. fell down, and not your fault at all. You and all these people do that. But I fell out of that habit of being in the gym, of having that someone on my shoulder going, you have to be in the gym. Because up to that, I was pretty good. I, I did two sessions a week, and then then I just dodged James because I made up excuses. I didn't make up excuses. I was really busy, but I let that become an excuse rather than having the discipline. And I applaud you for the discipline. I think everyone listening to this will go, that's amazing. In terms, so you're back with James for the next 12 weeks then? Yeah. So even though the competition, obviously you won the prize, it was free of charge to you. Mm-hmm. And now you've made the decision to, to go back and, and actually hire James as a, as a personal trainer. Yeah. So you, I take it you think it was a good prize, it was worth it? Oh, it was 100% worth it, yeah, yeah. And probably it's an investment in your health, I think, more than more than anything else. You know, it's, it's important to be healthy, especially when you have children and it works. You know, it works. You're actually putting the work in, I suppose, physically and eating properly. And, you know, he, he guides you and all that sort of stuff. And you've, you've accountability, I suppose, to somebody as well. You know, he's a Facebook page that you have to document everything you eat and your step counts and, all, and he'll advise you and all that. So definitely worth it, in my opinion, anyway. Had you tried other methods, without maybe naming other options, but over the eight years you talked about, were there other attempts to get yourself in shape or was this oh, your first probably was, time? yeah. Like, obviously, the, the slimming clinics or whatever, slimming world, that kind of thing. But I suppose there's less accountability. And then I do shift work. So if it was on one Monday, I'd probably be working the next Monday and that kind of thing. The consistency know? just the wasn't consistency, there. The consistency, yeah, yeah. So the flexibility, I suppose, of this was, was huge. Yeah. James, someone who's listening who might be in Helena's, Helena minus 12 weeks situation of just feeling that they haven't got the energy or they're not that happy with where they are physically or, or even mentally, what are their options when, when it comes to what you can do for them? Well, I have a couple of options. What I You could do the 12 weeks like Helena does, kind of like a weight loss program that I run, and that would be two sessions a week and then as all the accountability and all the the food coaching that I do as well on top of that, or I do offer online programs as well if the gym isn't an option for you or maybe if you live a bit too far away from Carrick and Shannon. That contains all the accountability and uh, nutrition coaching as well that Helena got. Um, and if you want to maybe find out more about me, you can go to Facebook and just search James McDowell or Instagram or my website, jamesmcdowell.ie. Excellent. So people can hire you to turn their lives around as well. Well, listen, thank you so much for coming in. Helena, I'm absolutely blown away by your results. It's phenomenal, both 
on the scales and just you've got this glow about you that you didn't have three months ago so congratulations on that and the very best luck for the next 12 weeks I'm, I'm just worried I, I didn't actually recognize you when you came in this morning because, with the right. hat and the weight loss you look great and I, I just thought you know in 12 weeks time uh, we'll have to like put out a search party where did Alina but listen thank you very much for coming in and to James thank you so much for offering the prize in the first place and thanks for running the prize too no problem like, we, we wanted to touch people's lives with, with, when we set this up a few months ago and to hear how the result and we haven't won a, a giveaway since purely because we kind of did it at the start just to raise awareness and um, it's phenomenal Helena, and I'm delighted that you obviously picked the right person now not to say that other people didn't deserve that opportunity but to see it have been taken because I'm a, a walking advertisement for how it might not work and it's just a waste of everybody's time yours, mine, the whole lot um, my fault, 100%, I'll take full responsibility. <laughs> but Helena, it's great to see it taken advantage of. And I know it's probably made a huge difference to your world over the last 12 weeks. And hopefully we'll do so for as long as we're all still around. So yeah. th- thank you very much for coming in and telling us your story and being so open about it as well. And uh, the very best of luck. And of course, anyone wants to check out James, you'll catch him on Instagram, Facebook, and his website is jamesmcdowell.ie. Thank you very much for coming in. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. So, of course, this is uh, our a current affair. And I suppose the reason why we're talking about it in the current affairs section of the show is because we're all getting that little bit closer to Christmas. And we would like you maybe to start the new year with a bit of a fresh mind and a fresh body. And the very best of luck to everybody through the Christmas. Don't go too mad on the turkey and ham. Um, but if you do and you need help, check out James after the end of the week. Uh, Thanks very much, and I will be back tomorrow with Kiss My Arts. Talk to you then.